0: Field in Chicago, where the Chicago Bears host the Cleveland Browns.
1: The season has arrived, and preseason game number one took place this weekend in beautiful Soldier Field. Dan Doinks and I, Bill Doinks, are going to review this game as we did all last year, and. And Dan, why don't why don't you kick it off? Kick off, you know your your impressions of of uh, the first half of the Bears game.
2: Yeah, it was great to finally see football being played after so many months of angst. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? I don't know how like ten thousand fans snuck into the game, but nobody seemed to care, except maybe Lori Lightfoot. I don't know. I haven't seen any news on that, but. Yeah, let's run through a little of the pregame here. Uh, You know, once again, Jim Miller just looked absolutely massive again. He came out of his really sweaty cocoon to do just preseason football. I don't know how he does that. Uh, But he continued to mess things up and names, players' names, but really embarrassing moment for him when he kept referring to the Browns as the Indians and then went on that 10-minute rant about how they need to change the name. Really odd that Dick Stockton didn't tap him on the shoulder and tell him to cool his jets, so I don't know if you had any thoughts about that specifically bill
1: i didn't um i I was as shocked as you were, so i uh i I loved it though it was good to see Dick Stockton back and still alive. Though. yeah,
2: I know it was great, but Jim looks real sweaty, and I look forward to not seeing him after the next three weeks. I I got a little emotional, the real touching moment when they had a a moment of silence for the deaths of all of Brad Biggs' belts during quarantine. That was just really touching. And, you know, I I know those belts, they lived a very short life, but they weren't going to survive quarantine in his very dated kitchen. So may those belts rest in peace and you can raise me up on brad's waist i don't know sorry about that and then just one more pregame note kind of odd to see odell beckham just strictly taking warm-up snaps at quarterback and throwing routes to drake i don't know why drake was there but he uh he could he could work on his routes a bit but they didn't seem to be taking it very serious what any thoughts on on any of those pregame moments bill
1: yeah, no, Drake Drake looked really good. It, it was um, I don't know if he's on the roster or not either. It's a little bit confusing. It was strange that he was wearing a Raptors hat and a Yankees sweatshirt. I don't know what his pants were, though. I couldn't yeah,
2: know. they were uh, Kentucky Wildcat, tearaway pants, basketball. So, yeah, that was strange. All right, let's jump to the game here. Great to see Robert Quinn. I'll be honest, I forget that he's on the team, uh, the free agent, defensive uh, defensive end, are we we call him a defensive end. He's a linebacker, right? That always confuses me. He's still, a, I don't know, he, he's, he's he's on the line. Uh, but nice to see him lay out Baker Mayfield and do the Johnny Manziel money thing with his hands. I don't know if he's just getting the two confused. Could be a little racist, just assuming they're the same guy. Uh, also thought it was uh, kind of unnecessary for Eddie Jackson to get the first rush of the game. And especially scary when he got absolutely destroyed by by Jimmy Graham being thrown directly into him Because he can't block worth the shit And that, that first play of the game I mean, I know Nagy's a troll But did he have to put all of our tight ends in On the first fucking play of offense? Unreal uh, And I don't know if you caught this That, uh, you know, Nagy continuing to be a troll Put Foles and Mitch in at the same time As a part of the competition To see who who would actually receive the snap. Uh, Somehow they held the ball with one hand each and then proceeded to fumble it. So off to a hot start with our quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know the first quarter told us anything other than we have way too many tight ends. Um, Robert Quinn might be racist, and our quarterbacks might stink. All right, second quarter. Let's fly through it here. Uh, Good to see Cohen with seven catches. But for a total of four yards, so, you know, those th- some things never change. Still looks like he's running towards Nagy to save him. Uh, Alex Bars and Cole Komet looked good. A couple of Notre Dame guys, which is troubling when Pace mentioned on the sideline interview that he's only going to uh, draft Notre Dame guys from here on out. So, sounds like he's going to be sucking and fucking Brian Kelly. Whoops, they canceled practice. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. Uh, okay, Austin Hooper, who was uh, briefly the highest-paid tight end for about uh, two months, uh, pulled both of his hamstrings on the same play. Hate to see that. And then uh, that right before halftime, loved seeing Eddie Pinero hit a 75-yard field goal during a meaningless game. So what a great way to end the first half. Uh, both quarterbacks look terrible, but you know, give me your thoughts on the second half.
1: Oh, that was encouraging. Before we jump into the second half, did you happen to catch the halftime show, Dan? Did you I catch missed it. Was,
2: no, uh, was Jim Miller involved?
1: Not at the beginning. They streamed it live for a bit on Fox, which I found a little odd, especially because there were very minimal fans in the crowd. They. uh <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> They showed the performer heading onto the field, and the the camera was kind of trailing behind, and when they zoomed out, it became clear that this was going to be the Bears' version of the Red Panda unicycle show that you see sometimes during NBA games. Um, I I know it, yep. Yeah, you know it. Um, The performer looked really familiar, and quickly it was apparent that it was Chicago's own Virginia McCaskey that was going to play the role as the Red Panda I was impressed. I was enthralled. I I counted four consecutive ceramic bowls that she flipped from her right foot onto the top of her head, all while keeping the unicycle balanced with her left foot. It was incredible. But she had had one more bowl to go. And I don't know if you remember this, Dan, but somebody accidentally triggered the bear raid siren and just scared the living shit out of Virginia. And she fell pretty hard. There yeah, were is there any updates? everywhere. Is, yeah, uh, any no. updates on
2: how she's doing?
1: I think she's okay. I just I thought Fox was smart to pull away fast, but their mistake was cutting back to the press box a little too quickly because Jim Miller was shirtless for some reason. And it it was it was clear that he's a big shave only around your Areolas guy, which really highlighted <laughs> those rubbery, bouncy tits of his. But anyway. The game popped back on shortly after that. My first observation was relief that, that Nagy left the starters in. It would know, be hard to get a feel for the quarterback competition if, if Nick Foles was taking snaps from Clifton Duck or somebody like that. But he looked, Foles looked a little rusty. I know he played a little bit in the first half, but he got his rhythm. He snapped a real rope in the direction of Cole Komet for a 25-yard gain. I, I started getting excited. It, but, but let's talk about with led off Sports Center on Saturday night after the game. Uh, Late in the fourth quarter, game was tied 13-13. Foles was leading the Bears into the red zone, but the offense sputters to fourth down after Miles Garrett slid around Charles Leno. He hit Foles for a six-yard sack, and I don't know if you saw, but on the sideline, Baker Mayfield was leaping up and down on the sidelines with excitement. And Foles noticed, and he took exception to it, and Mayfield was, he was humping his midsection. He grabbed his groin, similar to what he did during the Oklahoma-Kansas game. And yep. in response, mm-hmm. Nick, Nick Foles went to reach for his own trouser snake, but then he winced a bit when his hand made contact with his pants. But I think early indications, he has a deeply bruised right palm, which was caused when his hand came in contact with his giant penis. Uh, but I think he's day to day, so so that's good. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I think I, I I just you know I bury the lead. Eddie Pinheiro made another seventy five yard field goal to win the game. So
2: that was uh, great. Great game yeah. overall, right? Are we worried about Foles? I'm a little surprised he didn't know what he was getting into by slapping his palm on that shaft.
1: Yeah, I I think I think he's okay. I do. I think the medical team probably knows how to how to deal with him at this point a little bit.
2: How do we feel about the Browns at this point?
1: I think I think they're they're probably better than we think. It's I just think the Bears are probably going sixteen to zero. I think that's you know it's not the so Browns' too. fault they played the Bears right.
2: Yeah, I wonder if Eddie could hit an eighty-yard field goal at any point that wins a whipping.
1: Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm you know Bears have another preseason game coming up soon, so we'll see what he has up his sleeve.
2: Yeah, well. Best, best of luck to Virginia on her recovery. Uh, hopefully she can get in that chapel tomorrow and pray some of those bruises away. Austin Hooper is probably done for the year, blowing out both of his hamstrings and Foles, all eyes on Foles and his dong.
1: That's right. Well, we'll, we'll get into how the Bears are looking here in a little bit on Zero dogs.
2: Penis. Penis. We have the San Francisco Red Panda acrobat. She has performed her unicycle bowl flipping
3: act around the world, dazzling her audiences. Please welcome Red Panda.
1: Once in a while when you're riding on the chartered plane, checking into the hotel, I hope you'll give a little thought to the players who were the original Chicago Bears. They played for 90 or or $100 a game. Coming up on this episode of Zero Doinks, we have a lot of Bears chatter to get into as training camp is red hot. The pads are on and the competition is wet. We are going to head to South Carolina to visit with a Bears fan in Myrtle Beach during Fans and Eggs. It is back. You love it. We love it. It's going to be red hot. Hams and Ted returns for some baseball talk of... Chicago White Sox success and Chicago Cubs success as well too, but Dan Doinks is happy. Hams and Bread is featuring a new segment within the segment. Maybe it's Rick Fieldsman. maybe it's not. You're going to want to tune in. Big 10 minute with a little bit of sadness and lots, lots more coming up. Zerdonks!
3: Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks.
1: Zero doinks. Zero doinks.
2: Zero
1: doinks. Zero doinks. doinks. Welcome. It is mid to late ish August now. We are back. It is Dan Doinks. It is Bill Doinks. It is Bears preseason, kind of. Definitely training camp. No games. Except for that recap you just heard from our imagination. Welcome back, Dan Dorks. How you doing today, buddy? I'm
2: fucking I'm fucking great. Football's back. Bears Beers. Super Bowl. Thank you, Hams, for sponsoring. I'm fucking fired up, Bill. Let's do it. Let's fucking go.
1: Let's fucking go. Training camp. With pads opened this week, they've been at Hallis Hall, kind of, for I don't even know how long. Coverage has been weird, but now things are really happening and slapping in Lake Forest, Illinois. So day one was Monday. Oh, God. We are recording this on Wednesday. That ham sounds delicious. Thanks again, hams, for the sponsorship. Thank you, Anchor, for your sponsorship. We love being Part of your family. I'm the guy hiding in the closet. That's me. I'm that guy in the family. Who are you, Dan?
2: Hey, I'm Bill Wayne Gacy. Come check out my clown suit. Let me Don't... check your raw date.
1: Also true. All that is true. So uh, day one, which was Monday, today's Wednesday, there was a lot of um, Coradel Patterson at running back. Matt Nagy wore a mask all practice and Dan Wieter tried to be funny as the media was on site for the first time since the end of the season. That's about all that happened on Monday. I don't know if you caught any more notes than that.
2: No, it's a lot of, it's very Cordell Cordaryl Cordaryl, right? It's very Patterson heavy with running back. What's he doing? He's saying good things about Mitch. He seems to be like the offensive spokesman. And the uh, the running back thing, I, I at first I was like, why are we doing that? Like we're just grasping at straws here. But I mean, I don't, I don't remember him catching a pass last year. <laughs> I mean, that's not really what he does, right? I mean, I just don't think we need to force it. I'm okay with him being the special teams guy, so no need to get him injured just because we're trying to get cute on offense. But if he's gonna be our third string running back. I don't know. It seemed like a lot of emphasis on him when nobody gives a shit about that because there's only one offensive position we're really concerned about, right? Well, not um, one. There's a highest priority. We're (laughs) concerned about a lot of them, but there's one in particular we need to be most concerned about.
1: Absolutely. And that is who is going to take the first snap of the year at quarterback. They've been flipping off this week between Mitch taking, um, first team reps and then Nick Foles, uh, I don't really understand uh, a lot. It seems a lot of the local media is trying to like do a, like a gauge each day. Who's yeah. <laughs> leading, who's not that's excessive, but I still love it. I'll be honest. I I'm eating all of it up without really taking it too seriously.
2: So what's your, what's your feeling based off the, cause I the gauge thing caught my eye too. There's a few of them who have a flipped. It seemed to flip back and forth. Is there any indication that you've read of one way or the other at this point?
1: Yes. I think I'm basing this off of quotes for Matt Nagy only. Um, It seems like he's pissy at Mitch. Like the media has given him every opportunity to, to say how much he's improved and stuff like that, and he's not taking the bait at all. So I would say I would have gone into, and I did go into this thinking that Mitch has the leg up. Ooh, like yeah. Nick ooh. Foles, oh. uh, <laughs> tripod. I think, um, I think Foles has a real shot. Actually, I really do, and I did not think that two weeks ago. What about you, Jim? Any any gate I don't know if either are playing well though.
2: No, that that's the feeling I got is neither one of them is really sticking out as as uh, the 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 for sure guy yet, and it's early, I guess. But sticking ooh. out. Nick Foles' wife. But I don't think there's been any indication, like, one way or the other. But you're right. I guess I hadn't really thought about it. Nagy does seem like he's a little bit more not critical. He's not willing to heap praise on Mitch as he has in the past. It seems like his teammates are, though. His teammates, like Patterson, like, oh, he's changed. He's different. He's got a different look, which that definitely I'm I'm calling bullshit on. I mean, that's just them sticking up for – one of their teammates, which is good to see. I mean, the alternative would be worse. Like, oh, Mitch sucks. That would be bad as a teammate. But all it's too early to tell, but it doesn't seem promising so far based on what you read.
1: Yeah, it's that's fair. There's been a lot of, this is really going to hit home to you, a lot of Jimmy Graham love. A oh. lot of tight end talk. Michael yeah. Komet love as well, which is fine, but... It's one of those. Wow, Jimmy Graham, he looks young out there. We'll look at those hands across the seam. What is that a thing?
2: <laughs> That's what do a, you think? Yeah, does that does that uh,
1: offend your sensibilities?
2: Um, I still don't believe it. I mean, his his it's fucking practice. Like, he, I'm not sure you can convince me that this is the be all end all. Like, oh my god, he had one good practice. Oh, he got in a fight. Oh, he's so chippy. He's got a. He's so motivated. He's so angry he's not flying planes right now I don't I just don't I'm not buying it yet I mean there's been some sweet highlights through I think it's the Bears social media of Cole Komet catching passes and I'll be honest those get me a little a little randy so which uh, I <laughs> should we talk about like the Bears sort of limiting uh access of well maybe we'll get there you want to you want to talk about it now No, let's talk about it now the the bears and i don't know if this is true the bears are one of the few teams that aren't like live streaming their practices um i'm not i'm not searching you know carolina panthers training camp to know whether they're who's doing it and who is not so Uh,
1: somebody somebody on twitter asked us about it remember there was we were part of a there was a, a, That's a right. loyal fan, and I apologize, I don't remember your handle right now. Ooh, that sounded good. Hams, uh, thank you, Hams. Thank you, Hams, yet again for your generosity. Um, who asked us the same thing, like, why would the Bears be so kind of quiet? And it seemed a lot of the theories, I don't know if you agree with them, is they want to minimize the quarterback competition in the media. But I don't know. I mean... I think both of those quarterbacks are. They understand what it is, so why would they really give a fuck? So is that Ryan Pace being a bitch? Is that Ryan Ryan Nagy? No, Matt Nagy <laughs> being a bitch. I don't know. What do you think?
2: I don't think. I, I mean, the media is going to spin it however they want to. I mean, if they, if you want fans to know one way or the other and make their own opinion, you would make a, you would live stream the practices. But I'll be honest. We do a fucking Bears podcast. We love the Bears. I'm not sure I'm going to sit there and sift through a live stream of Bears, you know, <laughs> lineman drills and shit like that. So, you know, I'm going to list. I'm going to read what the what our the guys from the athletic and the local trip guys tell us anyway. It doesn't shake me up as much, but I guess maybe sort of makes sense. It's just the whole the whole camp is weird that it's in Lake Forest. It's at the facilities, and I don't know. Maybe they feel weird about it, letting people into the the lair. But, uh, yeah, I I don't really (laughs) – I don't have a strong feeling about it either way, but I think it's funny that they now have this, like, internal fake hard knocks that they're doing as well, and I wonder if that's a part – like, they're like, this is going to let fans – See the real bears, so we don't have to do any more than this.
1: Let's talk about that for a sec. Now that you mentioned it, so it is on ChicagoBears.com. It's on YouTube. That's let's be honest. Let's be you know, it's 2020, <laughs> guys. You're not going to ChicagoBears.com <laughs> to read what Larry Mayer has to say about the Bears. Let's be real. Um, they had like a 15-minute episode one where they showed the facility. It's first time I've seen a lot of the the updated and upgraded facility. Looks beautiful. Uh, What were your what were your thoughts? Did were you engaged for the whole 15 minutes? Uh,
2: It was hard to be engaged. Uh, My initial thought, if I had to give you like a quick review, I would just say low T. Just low T. naggy pace. They just seemed like they have low T. Very (laughs) calm, very like low, low key, low T. It was uh, it was pretty boring. I'll have to admit. Like a lot of it, a lot of what I got out of it was the uh, equipment guy talking about Tony Medlin. Not even him. It was like the the low level guy who was like, "Oh, we go through here and we scan, and then we stand six feet apart." And he's not a guy who probably should be on camera for more than twenty seconds. I mean, he's not a bad looking fella. He just it was boring. I mean, am I? But, but Nagy, so I think we'll probably talk about the real hard knocks as well. But comparing the two, it was whole buddy. Was it very low key, right?
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was Ryan Pace addressing, I guess, the team. It was hard to tell who he was talking to with his mask his nose was very red under that mask (laughs) i don't know if you noticed that i didn't notice it loosen it up buddy like it's (laughs) fine you're you're all right uh and then yeah and matt nagy addressing the team was much more chill than usual i agree i was like i love the the tones of of jeff joniak they should use that more often to pump up the the squad right pump up the audience if you will uh yeah not like i love the access that was great Uh, I love seeing the facility. Like I said, it was fucking beautiful. Kudos to the McCaskies for opening their wallet. Like, that that place looks awesome. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, uh, even, like, the interview with Alan Robinson and his SUV, that was boring. And he's not a boring boring. guy. Like, what the fuck? He's not. Yeah. That
2: actually probably was the best part, but it was, like, every segment kind of, it was just, it kind of just went too long. Just kind of like, it's like we don't have enough so let's just stretch these out. It sounds and like an
1: episode of Zero Dogs. <laughs>
2: let's write a jingle for this segment. No offense Bill, they're all beautiful None taken. jingles. None taken. But they uh I'll be interested to see if they spice it up a bit after this, but it was eh yeah. It didn't make me it didn't ma- like it didn't make me feel like it didn't make me love any of the t- the players more. It didn't make me feel great. It was just like, ooh, these guys feel like they're going through the motion right now. Yep. Motion? Motions. motion. There's that's one fair. motion they're doing, and it's football.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the biggest news that came out of the first couple days of uh, training camp, Artie Burns, cornerback, tearing his knee. Not great. Not great. I, I think Jalen Johnson will beat him out. It just hurts depth, right? It's. At, I think DB – I was looking at the DBs in general on the roster – we need more. Let's yeah. call up Clifton Duck. What is he doing? Is he quacking and eating bread <laughs> up in Oregon? Is he just... What's going on? We need. Yeah, we need more
2: DBs. <laughs> oh, that was an Oregon Ducks joke. I get it now. Um, yeah, that probably. I, I yeah that didn't that didn't help things. Jalen Johnson. Well, I'd like to see him start anyway, but Artie Burns Steelers. Right? Was he with the Steelers?
1: Yeah. Yep. Former first rounder. Kind of sucks. I don't, yeah.
2: <laughs> we just need bodies in there, right? We just need bodies. Oh. Yeah, no, it didn't help. Don't like to see anyone tearing their knee, but could be worse. <laughs> Sorry, Artie. I know yeah. you don't probably listen, but you get Sorry, paid. Sorry, anyway. Sorry.
1: It's true. He's making money. Um, weird thing that happened now that the NFL is allowing such things, that being tryouts, Bears tried out three quarterbacks, and you – you know, again, this is shocking. Sometimes we do a little research. Yeah, you were wondering who the fuck is Mason Fine? Have you yeah. learned anything about Mason nope, Fine?
2: Nope, nope, I have not. But I think that you have, maybe a little bit,
1: a little bit, not much. I okay. know he went to North Texas. I know he's an undrafted free agent from this past draft class. I know he's he's small. He's a small fella. He's like my height. Okay, that can't be good, right? I'm. Five, nine if i'm wearing <laughs> dress shoes
2: if you're wearing heels yeah exactly. uh is he actually fine looking though i don't know what he looks like that's it's a, like a cool him. name
1: it is a cool name it, like people yeah. it seems like there's a lot of people that love him that i don't know if the gain green that's a big thing with north texas it sounds like he's a guy that people would he'd have a much higher caliber if he was taller like it sounds like he's a great quarterback but he's short let me like.
2: ask you this: Why are they yeah. bringing quarterbacks in?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> did Tyler Bray sleep with Ted Phillips' wife? That would be <laughs> that'd be my theory. Well,
2: let's be honest. Ted seems like a guy would be into that. <laughs> Sweaty Teddy sitting that- in the corner watching his wife getting worked over. Oh, that's really bad. I'm sorry. Ted, that was too far.
1: So I wonder if that's why the Bears brought in a guy named Kyle Slaughter. Because <laughs> Ted just wanted to watch Kyle just slaughter his wife. <laughs> <laughs> is that
4: possible? Poor
2: Teddy. This is a very if I don't know when we're throwing uh fans and eggs in here. Is that what we're calling it? Fans and eggs? Yep. Yep. There might be There's... some Ted Phillips talk as well. Uh, sorry, Ted. I actually feel bad about that one. Sorry.
1: I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, so, Ky- so Kyle Slaughter, not spelled the way you're thinking. It's S-L-O-T-E-R. He was a pre Slaughter. I think it's Slaughter.
2: Is it Slaughter? I don't know. No, I think it is Slaughter. I think you're right.
1: I'm not sure. I'm reading it as Slaughter, even though it looks like Slaughter. He lit it up for both the Lions and the Vikings in preseasons past. I don't know where he went to school. I don't know if he's any good. Uh, Honestly, though, in all seriousness, I would love either of the two guys we're talking about to replace Tyler Bray. I don't... Same. Like, we know what Tyler Bray is, and he blows. Let's bring in somebody else.
2: Yeah, I agree. I would go with the slaughter, my wife. (laughs) Kyle slaughter, my wife. Has that already happened? Are they done with these guys, or are they just sort of hanging around, or...?
1: That's a good question. I don't... I mean, I guess how many turns with Ted Phillips wife do you get before he may or may not sign you to a deal? I guess it's a question. Uh, Dan, I'm looking at your basement. You've rearranged a few things. I know obviously the, the listeners at home can't see this, but is that a, is that a frog over your left shoulder? That's ha- like a, like a frog. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Uh Yeah, I think so
2: I don't know <laughs> I didn't make it God damn it <laughs> Okay um, Yeah, actually There's like uh. Sorry, I know nobody can see this But on this side There's a cat Like a hang in there Cat poster over here It says it's not easy being me Which is what I assume Ted Phillips has in his bedroom And he stares at When Kyle Sloter Is Sloter and his wife
1: <laughs> Hey Check out this poster of a pussy saying that it's not easy being me, a pussy cat. I mean, I'm and when you're done,
2: when you're done, sign this three-year deal at a league minimum.
1: <laughs> Anywho, NFL news: <laughs> a couple red-hot contracts for tight ends, Kelsey and Kittle, K and K. Does that make you jealous as a former? Big 10 tight end.
2: Yep. Uh, George Kittle was drafted well after Adam Shaheen, so uh, Ryan Pace should be put down for that alone. Uh, But I can't remember. One of them was the who signed first, Kittle and then Kelsey. Like one of them was the highest paid tight end for like five minutes, and then the other one came in and became the highest paid tight end. I'm not sure either one of them cares. They're rich. Uh, Good for them. Tight ends. God bless America.
1: God bless America, indeed. Speaking of which, this is a very American thing to do. Hey, Bill. I'll be back. Hold on. Okay. All right. Dan is is leaving. I believe he has to urinate. So I'm going to talk to you intimately, you loyal fan of Zero Dunks. I appreciate you and all the time that you give us in all of our lunacy, whether we're talking about John Wayne Gacy, whether we're You know, talking about Ted Phillips' wife, who neither of us know exists, much less have met. Whether we're talking about Travis Kelsey or Nick Foles' penis, which apparently is very large. Nobody can back that up except his wife. And hopefully she tries to back it up often and early
2: Here's the thing. I think Ted Phillips is probably an anal guy, if I had to guess. He just has that look. He gets real sweaty, and he's just like, is the back door open? (laughs) Okay, tight end. Sorry, I have a tiny bladder. I did have to pee. Sorry, Ted Phillips, for assuming you're an anal guy. Um, Apologies, Bill.
1: No, no apology needed as far as I'm concerned. All right, we have... A little bit of, I don't know if it's breaking news, but two former Bears have been, in the Twitter news anyway. Did you see the Aaron Lynch news? Did he die? His career did. He retired.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Hmm. Where's he going to put that tongue of his after a sec?
2: (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Good for him. How old is he? If you Pretty would have young. told me he's twenty-five or forty-five, I'd believe anything in between.
1: <laughs> that's that's a wide berth. Uh Horanus Grassou, remember him? Offensive yeah. lineman, signed with he the 49ers. Died?
2: Oh. Oh, good Weird. for him. I thought he was gonna be good. Oregon yeah. guy, right? I thought yeah. he was the <laughs> he was a, was he used to be like the center of the future.
1: Yeah. Is nice. that a
2: thing people say? Center of the future. I think. I also thought yeah. Tyson Chandler was gonna be center of the future for the Bulls. So what do I know?
1: He's still playing. So jokes on you. Um, yeah, I is guess. he Tyson Chandler still playing? Yeah, he's on the. Um, I don't know. He's. On, I think he's in the <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> he's really? on the roster. Yeah. Holy Can you shit! It? I he's. I gotta go. All right. Shit. He's somewhere. Okay. We're good. Recently. Houston, I feel like he might be a rocket. Oh, my God. There's Uh-oh. Twitter just woke up, and I just heard Tom Brenneman. We'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> the last piece of news in the NFL, this is big news. The Seahawks player, I don't know who is, who, what his name is, but he tried to sneak somebody into – was it a hotel? What yep, happened? It Do was, you know the story? It was like the tr-
2: yeah, it was the training camp hotel, which I think is just for – for rookies, I think only rookies have to stay in hotels. Uh, but he tried to sneak in a girl and put her in, like, all Seahawks gear to pretend like she was with the team. I don't know if it was a player. Like, what What girl are you dressing up? That looks like, uh, <laughs> Eddie it's just Pinheiro. The, just, that would be the only – it's me and the long snapper going to my room with a bunch of lube.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but they got busted.
2: He got, it got busted. He got cut, and what an idiot! His career is over because he was just peak horny. So, yeah, you blew it, man.
1: You blew it big time. That's that's a big mistake. Uh, Tyson Chandler does play for the Rockets. Oh, guess what his middle name is? Tyson Chandler.
2: Uh, midget.
1: Incorrect. Cleotus.
2: Oh are you sure it wasn't clitoris
1: ask ted phillips wife <laughs> this has been a lot of bears chatter see you next segment sweaty teddy loves anal well the pen is dry but my hands are soaking wet you know a good lie high has got some fans and eggs in it i've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine. From Tokyo to Spain. We all want you here. We want you all here. From New York to Fort Wayne. By Greyhound or by train. I guess I'll keep waiting. Waiting for fans and eggs. Welcome back to Fans and Eggs. The third annual no that's not accurate the third session yes of this it is a red hot new segment we have on zero doinks where we visit with a bears fan across this wonderful country of ours we are going to south carolina this week to visit with a gentleman who's known online as trabiscuits and gravy but his name might be ira ira welcome to the show buddy how are you i'm good how are you guys i appreciate y'all having me on yeah, we're doing great. We are doing wonderful, and uh, you guys can't see it if you're listening, but Ira has the most amazing Bears man cave I think I've ever seen. It's, fa- it's like a Chicago man cave, I guess, and you're, you come to us from Myrtle Beach, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Moved here, not, nice. not originally, but yeah. Okay, where are you from originally?
4: Uh, right outside of Washington, D.C., actually, northern Virginia. I grew up in Redskin Territory.
2: Oh, can't say that anymore. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Can't say that anymore. Oh,
4: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally forgot about that. (laughs) Washington football team territory.
2: Did you, uh, was was, um, eastbound and down Kenny Powers, was he the reason (laughs) that you moved to Myrtle Beach? (laughs) Uh,
4: That's funny, actually. I moved down here in 2007, so I was down here a little bit before then. Okay. But I drove by uh, Kenny Powers live when he was filming, and that was pretty cool.
2: That's awesome! Really, yeah, the,
4: the merman, yeah. He was filming outside of a gas station, and I was on my way to a actually to a, a listing appointment, and I'm
1: like, "What? That's Danny McBride!" That's amazing. That is awesome. So you've been there since 07. Have you? So a few weeks ago, it looked like you were kind of right in the middle of that potential hurricane. Was that the first experience you've had with that, or have there been a few? I wish this was my sixth named storm, I
4: believe. So um, a couple years back, there was one. It was a category two or three. We actually ended up hauling down to Florida, but this one wasn't bad. It was like rainstorm, pretty much.
2: I like that you said named storm. I've never heard that, and that's not a thing. That's right. That sounds badass. You get like a. It's like you get like the teardrop for every named storm that you survived.
4: Well, there you go. I'm filling up my face fast. (laughs) I had never heard of the name storm until I came down here as well.
1: You know, Virginia, we don't get much hurricane action. No, that's good stuff. So you, so the South, I have, I have relatives in South Carolina, actually in Florence, not that far from Myrtle beach, um, so so my the most positive things that I, I think about South Carolina is the food. Now I looked on your Twitter handle, which is at underscore Beardown Loyal, if you want to follow this fine gentleman here. You on August fifth you made what looked like the most unbelievable mac and cheese I've ever seen in my life. Yes. What, the, yes. Talk about that. What I, what was that? <laughs>
4: I appreciate the shout out there on the mac and cheese because it's definitely well known around uh, around Myrtle Beach with all my friends. Um, You know, my wife, she doesn't cook at all. Uh, She's maybe cooked for me twice in four years. So I had to become the cook of the house and she's obsessed with mac and cheese. I can eat anything. I really don't care. And I, I went through probably about two hundred recipes and finally landed on that one. So if if your mac and cheese people does not start with a roux, you're not doing it correct.
1: <laughs> awesome. That's, awesome. That's amazing. Now,
2: I think is Dan's your, pretty
1: good in the kitchen, right? Um
2: I'm, I'm well, you look at me, I'm pretty good I'm pretty good at fucking eating. Uh, now is your wife all right, I'm I think I'm trying to piece this together. Obviously I don't know your wife. Is she you can cook, but you cook, but you can have a ton of bear shit in one room, including a creepy-looking mannequin that stands behind you. That would scare the shit out of me in the middle of the night. Is that the deal?
4: Yeah, you know, the deal was um, she met me when she first met me. Uh, you know, I had all this stuff in, throughout my entire house, and she walked in for the first time, and I'm like, all right, this probably isn't going to get much, you know, past this first date. But she was actually really cool about it. Uh, she used to be a Redskins fan. I converted. Oop, can't say that.
2: Her. Can't say that.
4: Ah, that's. I'm not gonna get used to that. Still, that's gonna be tough. She's a Washington football team fan. Used there to you be. go. I converted her, and yeah, the deal pretty much was don't put any of this shit in, in my living room or my bedroom. <laughs> so I, we have a three bedroom and one bedroom only. I ran out of space. Is uh, this is it? This is the bear cave. Well.
2: Can color me jealous cuz i'm sitting in a room with like my kids paintings and shit behind me and every time they they act up i say i can't wait till my man cave takes up your space down here so color me jealous.
1: We covered the fact that you're in in Myrtle Beach and we were talking a little bit about food. What is the weirdest experience that you've ever had in a waffle house?
4: Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, waffle houses down here is like i feel like it's next level. It's definitely worse than uh, Waffle Houses right outside of D.C., and those are pretty bad. Um, I would probably have to say th- the one Waffle House we have down next to the beach is, is full of prostitutes normally. Nice. So if you're, you're hitting the bars and yeah, – uh, nice, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but if you're hitting the bars and going to Waffle House afterwards, I mean, you're definitely going to see some stuff. Yeah. I would say probably 300 pounder walking in nothing but a thong that used to be a thong that you couldn't see anymore. And it's like instant. All right. My appetite's gone. Nice. Yeah.
2: How much do you think? Oh, uh, I got a follow up question. What, what do you think the rates run for a Waffle House hooker?
4: Oh, I mean, we're in South Carolina, so everything's cheaper down here. You have to keep that in <laughs> mind. Okay. This isn't uh, right outside the city. Um, but we're also a tourist destination, so I feel like they think, hey, maybe we can charge a few more. Yep. I would say the over unders like probably $5 for a handy and, and 10 for the full shebang, man.
2: Seems like a good deal, <laughs> but a lifetime of guilt not worth it. Yeah,
4: yeah,
1: $5, but you're going to take something with you for life, that's for sure. I personally would pay $10 if one of them was wearing a Chris Zorich jersey. <laughs> Uh, are we moving the conversation to terrible Bears draft picks here? Uh, yeah, let's do it. So so how do we feel about the Ryan Pace era? What is what is your opinion? You're, I guess the good news, bad news maybe for you is that you're far enough removed from the actual Chicagoland area. So I'm curious kind of, but you're a big ESPN 1000 guy, so, so you do keep tabs on sports radio. So what do you what do you think overall? What do you think about the 2020 prospects for the Bears as well? Well,
4: I think it's going to be, you know, the more things change, the more things stay the same. I think we're going to have a a good defense once again. That's really going to have to shoulder the load, and I think the offense is going to be playing a lot of catch-up as they normally do. Um, I am not a Trubisky truther. Uh, I'm not a hater. Now, I root for the kid. I I want to be wrong about him because it's the best thing that could happen for the franchise, but I don't really have a lot of faith in him. I don't really have a lot of faith in Foles either. Um I think you know the big thing is hopefully Castillo can get the offensive line going, and we need a running game. You know I think Monty is capable of, of shouldering the offense, which is what he should be doing.
2: I think you, I think shit you nailed all that. I, those are like the feelings that we share in general as well. How many uh, how many tight ends do you think we should have to start the season?
4: Well, what are we down to now? Like seven, eight? Oh, I lost count. Not too bad. Um, I, I see them keeping four. I, you know I think you know Jimmy's obviously a lock. Uh, Demetrius Harris I, I really like, too, as a blocker. So I think he does. he's going to make the roster on that back end as that third tight end. I like uh, Cole Komet, obviously, clearly a lock. Don't know if I would have taken him in the second. But I'm not an expert, so I, I, uh, I hope we finally have found that guy. But I think, you know, I was reading something interesting with Cole Komet. I think that kind of means that we're going to shift to more of an outside zone rushing attack, which I think would really fit this offense the best. You know, one cut and go for Montney. Um, so and Bill, you, you, you asked me about Ryan Pace and I'm rambling here. I think it's 50, 50 for him right now. You know, obviously the Trubisky mark is going to be the biggest stain, uh, Adam Shaheen right after that in the same draft is pretty bad, but he also inherited a terrible roster, you know, after Tressman, there was zero defense on here. He rebuilt it. Uh, I think the McCaskies like him a lot more than, than what the fans think. Um, I'm willing to give him a couple more years to be honest with you.
2: You haven't shit on Nagy yet. What are your feelings on him?
4: Uh, Nagy, I I know I need to run the damn ball. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Um, you know, w- w- like once again, I, I don't know, I'm 31, so I've seen a lot of bad bears football, you know, lovey, you know, a few lovey Smith years here or there. Other than that, I mean, Mark Tressman and John Fox, yeah, that was awful. Um. Once again, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he had the personnel to really, truly run his scheme last year. I think there was a lot of limitations at quarterback. Um, had some injuries on the defense that kind of, you know, wasn't as made as, as dominant as in 2018. Um, I like Nagy, but, th- you know, this year he really has to show that he can call plays without, you know, Santa's sleigh and all these little trick gadget plays. <laughs> it's got to be consistent
2: all right so the Bears finish eight and eight this year again do we fire Nagy do we fire pace keep them both fire them both
4: it's a good question you know and I know this is probably gonna be an unpopular answer but I would say if we go eight and eight again I say you keep both and bring them back I do I don't think we're talking you know a Mark Tressman. what was that final season it was eight and eight I believe wasn't it but it was much worse than that. It was bad. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah he had horrible. completely
2: lost the locker room and just was an unlikable team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it gets, yeah, to, that it gets point, to that point, clean, yeah, yeah, obviously both of them. It's, are a, it's, gone. A, it's, it's yeah. tough to say. I, I'm with you. It's hard to know without knowing how the season unfolds and how those losses look and injuries. It's a tough thing to say up front, but I don't know. It's <laughs> they're both, I, I'd say they're both on the hot seat, but you think they are. You, you, you
4: think, uh, Ryan Pace is on the hot seat too.
2: I definitely do because of his uh, first second round draft picks are they're they're catching up with him. It seems low. I mean, you listen to ESPN one thousand, maybe you can hear it. Uh, the tone of the frustration with it, and I've I've mentioned it on here. You know, people shit on, uh, and, and it's not even the Trubisky one. The Trubisky one, he just missed, and that anybody could have done that. The thi- the Kevin White thing was was puzzling leonard floyd he he panned out for a little bit i it, adam shaheen is absolutely unforgivable unforgivable for me so um if he goes down that would be top of the list for me personally
4: and what other tight end was in that draft adam yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yeah that doesn't make it any easier for pace i mean you could and it's surprised he doesn't get more shit for that like he does with the mahomes trubisky watson thing
4: yeah you know it's funny people or that's the first thing when people see me down here because if I'm not in a suit and tie it's always bear stuff and they're like oh man I bet you wish you had Patrick Mahomes and it's like no I wish I had Deshaun Watson because that really Same. Same. you know Mahomes nobody really thought that but the Chiefs I, I, I don't fault him for passing on Mahomes but the Watson thing is unforgivable for me too
1: yeah, no, that's what we've said since since day one on this show. That that was that was the biggest mistake for sure. Uh, so, are, uh, Watson, a Clemson guy? Are you a Clemson? Or are you a South Carolina Gamecocks guy? Or none of the above? None of the above. Um,
4: growing up in Virginia, it was either Virginia Tech, which was not allowed in my household, or you know the Cavaliers. I don't you know love you, Thomas Jones, but the Cavaliers no. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm actually a West Virginia Mountaineer fan because of my college roommate, so, and Morgantown's a blast, so if you go to Morgantown, you're like, you're a Mountaineer for life.
2: <laughs> I don't know that I've ever met anyone that went to West Virginia. Kevin Pittsnoggle, he's the only one.
4: Yeah, and not to they they drink like a fish, and they have a great time at the tailgate, so sign me up for that. I'm not huge on college until the draft comes around, and then I usually watch a bunch of prospects, but... Uh, to me, it's it's bears all day long. Uh, don't mind that Cubs in the background because I'm a White Sox fan.
1: Yes, I knew it. I could I could tell based off your some of your Twitter comments, and I I loved it. Are you? Um just overall Chicago sports fan. Then you pay attention to the bulls and what was going on with Jim Boylan and all that crap.
4: Oh yes. Uh, I don't know if you saw my Twitter account. There was many times where I was tweeting about, please, for the love of God, you have all this money. Why are you bringing back Jim Boylan to stunt the growth of all of our young players? Once again. Uh, yeah, I grew up in the era of Jordan. So Jordan was my hero and my brother is a, a Larry bird guy. So he always hated Jordan. Um, but yeah, Blackhawks all the way. Should have uh never fired but, um uh Joe Quenville. I'm still upset about that. It pisses me off.
2: Have we established why you're such a big Chicago fan?
4: You know, that's I know. It that's the weirdest thing is obviously I told you, I grew up in Redskins territory, and my dad's a die oh, God, I did it again, third time, guys. <laughs> <sighs> my dad's a huge Washington fan, diehard, and my brother is a die-hard Packers fan. So I almost feel like I did it out of spite, but ever since I can remember, I've been a Bears fan, and I have not missed a game since I was nine years old. So I got an incredible streak going. That's live, too. Not missed a game live since I was nine.
1: Well, Ira, let me ask you this. If you were forced to live with one of the following, who would you pick? Would it be Sweaty Teddy? Would it be Jim Boylan? Or would it be... The CEO of MyPillow, Mike Lindell. (laughs) Oh, man.
4: That's the trifecta. Um, Well, it's definitely not going to be the MyPillow CEO because that guy would drive me nuts. Uh, That guy's a a loon. No, not him. Uh, Boylan, he would probably have me running sprints nonstop, and I'm not doing that. So surprisingly, my answer would be Ted Phillips. Because I would have some choice words for him, and I'm pretty sure only one of us is coming out of that
1: house at the end. Uh, In case you're just joining us, this is Fans and Eggs. We are serving up a hot dish of conversation with Ira from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina.
2: Wait, wait, can can you hold on a second? Hold on a second, Bill. I like this is totally off. I like the way you said, in case you're joining us, like this is a fucking radio show. Are people just scanning through and they're like, oh, wow, I'm glad I caught this. Just hit that 30 second fast forward until that moment. I like that. You said that like we're we're Jay Hood and Kaplan here.
4: <laughs> How do you all feel about that, by the way? Feel, that new lineup. I feel good about doing. it. I feel real
1: good. We we are not huge uh, Mully and Haw fans on the score, so we were looking for a local competition. So, yeah, I'm all about it. I don't know how Dan Doinks feels about it.
2: I, I was unsure about um, Kaplan. I uh, didn't love Kaplan solo, and I thought he would be an asshole about sharing the spotlight with someone else. But that show's been decent so far. I, I I've always liked Jay Hood. I think he's I think he's good. He's solid. They're a good balance so far. So no, I'm i and Haw they suck. So ah, it's good to, to have good local competition. Yeah, for sure.
1: True, yeah. true or false, Ira? You we establish her from Myrtle Beach. Were you playing bass for the Kid Rock tribute band that recently played at Myrtle Beach's <laughs> Suck <laughs> Bang Blow? <laughs> That biker bar. They did not seem socially distant at that bar. There, it was. It was. I saw it on Facebook. I'm not a big Facebook guy, but I saw it. Yeah,
4: I'm not. A, I'm not a Facebook guy either. And I, Suck Bang Blow has quite the reputation down here. Uh, false. I was not the bassist of that Kid Rock cover band. No. Um, love you, Kid Rock, but I'm not. Not joining a cover band for you, brother.
1: Well, Ira. On that note, I think we ought to wrap up fans and eggs thanks buddy I really appreciate it I hope you can be our South Carolina correspondent as the Bears rattle off a 16-0 season coming up
4: I, I would be honored to Bill and Dan both thank you guys for having me on I really appreciate y'all it's nice talking to you
2: yeah thanks man let us know next time you're in Chicago if ever after this pandemic let's slap down a
3: hams
4: hell yeah I'm down for that
3: Ability to receive a quote depends on membership eligibility. Membership eligibility and product restrictions apply and are subject to change. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates, San Antonio, Texas. Here we go.
1: Hams, hams, hams and Ted. 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 Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted.
2: Here we go! Alright, Hams and Ted, some little bit of baseball talk. Our teams are playoff-bound. If the, if the season ended today, we'd both be in the playoffs, so good for us. Gotta go ahead and pat myself on the back and the balls. Uh, be careful, Nick Foles. Cubs are hot, but I need to hear first, how are your socks? We're taping this now, the Sox may have just won 5-3. to three. So Did that's they? an update for you, Bill.
1: Did they win? Did Colomay get they the won. save? They yes. won. Yes.
2: Yep. Under yes. nine yes. runs may have hit for your old pal Dan here. So oh, I'm rich.
1: But that would be hams and bread talk. This is hams Whoops. and Ted. Sorry. We love talking baseball. We love talking all sorts of things. Abner double day. Let's dig him up. Let's bring him back. What do you think he's thinking about a doubleheader with seven innings only? What do you think Abner would say?
2: He's rolling around in his racist grave. Can I be honest with you, Bill? Yeah. I don't know who Abner Doubleday is. Should I I know who that is?
1: I think he's the guy that created baseball, right? What? I think. No.
2: We need to go that. Jesus created baseball.
1: Mm. Good point. (laughs) If Jesus was sitting mm. in front of you right now, what would you ask him if he had one question? If he said, you know what, Dan Doinks, I got two minutes here, what what you got?
2: Who killed JFK? What
1: if he told what you? What would
2: you go with? What if he well, told me?
1: No, no, I'd... yeah. Wh- well, what if, Well, what if he told you, A, the answer, and B, what if that answer was Mike Singletary?
2: <laughs> well, I'd try to get in touch with Mike and just... Determine why he did that. Mm-hmm. How about you? What would you ask him?
1: I would, um, I'm, I'm between a couple questions here, but the number one question is what is inside a Hot Pocket?
2: <laughs> I think you should ask Jim Gaffigan.
1: I don't want to ask Jim Gaffigan anything. He's got 10 kids and he's not funny anymore. He's really <laughs> not. He's the clean comic. I'm the clean comic. I read the Bible speaking of Jesus. No offense. You ever, like just,
2: you ever just see, like, I don't eat seafood because there's sea bugs. This has been a Sunday morning segment. Sunday morning news. What's it called? That's CBS Sunday morning? Oh. He does one of those. I don't know. Beazle's told sure. me about it.
1: Okay. Good for Beazle. Uh White Sox. They're doing pretty great. <laughs> I think they're 3 over 500 now. They're undefeated since uh, Joe O made fun of them on Twitter. We'll get to that during hams and bread. Spoiler alert. Um, they're very injury. That is my main concern. That's not my main concern. It's my main negative about them, besides Rick is still being employed. Um, but they're starting to hit the shit out of the ball. They're hitting it over the fence. Tim Anderson, ridiculous. That dude... I love him. I don't know what he did tonight, but um, he's been fantastic. Just leading off two of the last three games, at least, with a homer. Uh, Louis Robert, Luis Robert uh, injured his hand yesterday, but I think he's okay. Eloy still can't field and left, but he's he's still a slugger. It's great. I feel great about the Sox. I just want them to get a little more healthy. Dan Doinks, let's not bury the lead. Again, the Cubs number 1 with a bullet. I think they are they the best in the National League right now? They might be.
2: I think technically the Dodgers are best winning percentage at this point, but yeah, Cubs are 16 and 8 after winning tonight. Uh, another doubleheader with the Cardinals today. Real weird. Real weird these seven game doubleheader, seven inning doubleheaders. How do you feel about them?
1: I'm okay with them. Um I understand why the league is doing them. Is that something that you think will carry over? Like I, I heard speculation on the radio that they could that, that would be weird, right? Post COVID if there is such a thing. Uh
2: I I actually love it. I think it's awesome. They're quick games and they do back to back. I think the between games it's like forty five minutes. So I love the back to back. I love the idea that you could go to a doubleheader day. And like rip off two games And I, I, was, I was thinking logistics of it How would like the Cubs On a normal non-COVID year Do like seven inning Two seven inning double headers So you could serve beers All the way through to like Maybe the fifth inning of the second game You just stay, you don't leave That's still, that's a lot of drinking But That'd be decent revenue wise The, the only thing was they'd lose out on some Game day tickets, I guess, because typical. I don't know. I'm overthinking it. Who gives a shit? But I love. I love it. I think it's great. I'd love to see it stay because it's just a quick afternoon. It doesn't like take up the whole day. There's not like an hour, two hours in between games. Um, I, and obviously, I like it when it works in the Cubs' favor. But the Cardinals, uh, Cardinals are playing like a million double headers because they just love COVID. And I hope they didn't get any of the Cubs sick this week. Uh, Cubs have been, their hitting has been shaky. They've left a lot of guys on base recently, but they're in first place, 16 and 8. The starting pitching is still real solid. The uh, Chris Bryant, Javi stink right now, so it's good that we're winning, even though like our top two guys are very questionable at the plate right now. They're both hitting below 200. Ian Happ somehow is uh, better than Mike Trout. Did anyone see that coming? Uh, switch hittings, a center fielder. I mean, I was ready to write that guy off last year completely. I was a big Almora uh, Al guy. Almora might as well just start working for Ted Phillips and his wife at this point. But if you know what I mean, <laughs> but the Cubs are, they're on their way. This is a huge. Huge series this weekend with the Sox. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, I heard this on the radio, I think, or maybe on a podcast. It it was interesting. Is like, is this Cubs team with their problems with the bullpen, like the 2019 bears and their kicking game? Like, you know, it's a problem. Like it's in the back of your head. Like, uh, eh, it would probably be all right, but this could come back to bite us in the ass. And that's, ever since I heard that it's it's it shook me to think like we could win our way through the regular season get to the playoffs and then we have a few rough starts from Hendricks or Lester or whoever we got to rely on our bullpen that could be bad but Kimbrel's showing a little bit of life which is good he had the save his first save tonight um his ball still—I uh, don't know—he's—he's—he's he's, he's toast. But we're gonna get out of him what we can, and I think he's got like nine more years with the Cubs, so that should be fun. But uh, it's hard to be upset with the Cubs. Bryant needs to start hitting. He's a little dinged up right now. Javi just looks completely lost. So once those guys get going, I mean, they'll be—they should be in great shape. So go Cubs.
1: So you mentioned that this weekend is. Cubs versus Sox. What say you, fuzzy britches, about how this is going to go? What do you think? How do you feel about the Cubs going into, I don't know if it's on the south side or the north I think side. It's I have at, no idea.
2: I think it's at Wrigley.
1: Okay.
2: I'm like sixty per, 69% sure about that. 69, yes. hey, Doug Peterson and Dan Pompey. Couldn't think of his name there. Um, I think uh, I'm going to say Cubs win two out of three. They got Lester and Hendricks going the first two Friday and Saturday. Sunday might be uh, you. I'd guess would be Darvish. So they're right. Have a great arm. Right, right, right in the good. good, (laughs) That was a good dad joke there. Thanks. Uh, Right, they're right in the thick of their decent uh, rotation right there. I think Keuchel's Friday, is that right? Keuchel, who would be be after him? I
1: think, well, they're...
2: Cease, will they see Cease this weekend?
1: I don't think so. I think, I feel like Giolito was, I thought it was Giolito, Keuchel, and then TBA, which normally would have been um, Gio Gonzalez, but they're not saying that it's Gonzalez, even though he's been in the rotation since... um, ronaldo lopez got hurt so i wonder if lopez okay. is coming back i don't know it's weird okay. the whole thing's weird socks pitching staff not great but good enough to hang around i guess with those bats that wood that is in their hands
2: i would say literally nothing would surprise me i could see the socks getting real hot and hitting a, a bunch of dingers and that being a problem just piling just piling runs on and bunches i don't know what do you what do you think
1: Um, I think the Sox sweep, and you are calling me on Sunday night asking for mercy. And I'm saying, no, I'm not (laughs) giving you mercy, you fucking asshole. I think the Sox are not going to lose after the the Cardinals tried to give them COVID during the doubleheader on Saturday, but then the Sox won on Sunday. So that's what I think. Are you? The do you want
2: to make a wager? Then you're so confident with your socks uh, sweep.
1: Um, what do you got for me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if the Sox win the series,
2: no sweep. The, you said sweep.
1: Okay, if the yeah, well, let me put it to you this way: if the Sox w- simply win the series, you <laughs> give Ted Phillips' wife. Pearl necklace. But if the socks sweep, you got to enter her from behind because I think you said Ted Phillips enjoys anal. That's my wager. Shake hands?
2: I don't even know what to say. No, <laughs> no deal.
1: What she, are you, Howie Mandel? Man. <laughs> You're Howie.
2: <laughs> I got to wash my hands in my bald dome. Uh,. <laughs>
1: Touch my right. suitcase.
2: <laughs> Touch my suitcase. That's what I heard uh, in a South Myrtle Beach Waffle House. Um, yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you feel confident now. I'm, yeah. I'm changing back socks. Socks. Uh, socks are going to lose all three games no. in a very poor fashion. Eloy is going to run into that brick w- ivy and probably, probably. concuss himself. Yes. right to heaven. <laughs> 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 that was too much sorry i funny. don't wish it'd be nice if quintana came back and mm. struck him out maybe i don't know if he's still washing dishes or not but
1: yeah chopping his fingers off right he yeah. hasn't pitched at all yeah. this year any update oh. from jesse rogers <laughs>
2: he's the simulated games or whatever they do yeah who cares he stinks
1: what do you think of um what do you think of David Ross overall? 8 over 500 through his first 24. You feel good? Former catchers and yeah. great managers.
2: Yeah, I uh yeah, I'm all in on David Ross at this point. He's such a breath of fresh air after, you know, dealing with Madden's being getting cute with the lineup and you know what is has been amazing is Jason Hayward has fucking, like, shown up now with, with Madden gone. Jason Hayward actually is, like, hitting the ball hard. His outs even are decent. He's not striking out. This You know, the running joke that, that I heard from you is he's swinging a salami stick. He doesn't – like, I, I feel better about him at the plate, and I attribute that all to, to David Ross, and I think he holds guys accountable in a different way. That <laughs> I'm obviously in the fucking locker room here, but no, I like that. He sets a lineup and he doesn't fuck with it. That like, we haven't had that since fucking Rick Renteria. I mean,
1: stop it. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Rick Renteria set a lineup and stuff. Yeah. With it. No, but chance. it's a,
2: <laughs> but it's amazing that like, even, you know, Ian Hap's hitting the shit out of the ball and he's still batting him where he is because, like, the bottom of our, he's like carrying the bottom of our order because, you know, like, guys like Javi and Contreras are struggling a bit in spots. So, you know, we have, we, when you get to the bottom of the lineup, it's not complete dog shit. So I love that he sets a lineup. It's his everyday. He gets guys in and out here and there, but you're in the starting lineup until you, you completely bottom out and then he'll throw you in and Kipnis has been a, you know, I, I kind of fucking hated Kipnis before this year, but he's been a solid second baseman. He's hitting the ball. I thought Nico was going to be the guy, but Nico Almora, uh, they're kind of the guys on the outside just hitting here and there. So that I all in on Ross, like he seems like kind of a no bullshit guy. And and kind of to transition into another thing I wanted to talk about is that uh, that Fernando Tatis hitting a home run, a grand slam on a three zero count that his own coach called him out on it, which was fucking bullshit. <coughs> <coughs> Ross and Ross, like they asked him about it, the media, and he's like, kind of like, fuck yeah, swing away. Like I have no problems with that. Like don't throw him a ball right down the middle if you don't if you want to get them out like the unwritten rules thing is complete bullshit and you seem like a huge unwritten rules guy.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I am old school. I am Charlie Hustle. You run to first no matter what kind of dribbler you slap into the infield. No, of course not. Fernando Tatis should have swung. They they're up like 7 to 2 or something and their bullpen sucks and yeah. it wasn't even that late in the game. So it's like you can't just say okay, this pitch, I'm going to hit a grand slam. Like, it still takes fucking talent to do that. So, like, it, it, there's no given. He should, Tatis of all guys, should have the green light every time there's a 3-0. So, fuck the old school people that I assume would be Rick Renteria, actually. I bet he would have a big problem. Yeah, Because he's a big bunt guy.
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing. is like when are the pitchers ever not accountable for these unwritten rules shit, Thank right? You. Like, Why are they the most sensitive pussies ever? Yeah. Like, oh, you showed me up. I threw you a pitch and you hit it over the fence. Oh, be nice about it. And, and like, don't these guys get paid off of stats? Like, doesn't Bryce Harper, didn't he make $300 mm. million because of his fucking home run stats? Of course. So of course. you asking Fernando Tatis to, like, just lightly tap a ball into a double play just so you feel better. But it's going to, it could be a portion of what'll hurt his, his dollars at the, you know, when he's up for a contract, fuck you and his coach. Like they should have just fired his coach on the spot. Like, are you fucking kidding me? They clearly made him apologize. And I love that all these players came out and said, don't, don't apologize. That was awesome. You do you like, just fucking grow up! And you see? I love the 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 next night the same pitcher was in. Did you see that?
1: When he the same pitcher he, was in, and he stole he third. Yes. And they were
2: they yes. had a huge lead. It was like awesome. Yeah, fuck you, bitch! Seriously, like, seriously, that's so. And that's the reason why baseball's a dying sport is because you don't like fun. You just don't like fun at all.
1: You and know what's so, not fun either is Rickon trading James Shields for Fernando Tatis. That's also <laughs> yeah, not yeah, that's a. That's a tough one
2: That's that's a tough one But, you know Mm -hmm. know, When you trade Eloy Jimenez And Dylan Cease You know, I get it
1: Yeah, there's mistakes You know, you can't You can't hit a thousand Not even Ted Williams did (laughs) Tatis, been,
2: is, Tatis is a sweet player, though. That yes, one's tough. Awesome. He's awesome.
1: It, it, it is tough. It's tough to swallow. The good news is we signed his brother weaving the White Sox because I work for their front office. The White Sox signed his brother, who I'm sure is just as good as he is, right? He's got to yeah. be, like, the same guy.
2: I think so. so What's his name? Tr-
1: mm, he is a, a uh Tito?
2: Pito Tatis, tell me that's true.
1: Damn I don't, it! I don't know. That, that would
2: true. be an awesome name. That would be so. awesome.
1: We need like somebody that follows us during these shows and and feeds us these Google <laughs> facts because not a big research guy.
2: We've we've established this from the start that we're not big research guys. So if you're still listening and you haven't figured that out, you dumb.
1: You dumb. But we appreciate you listening anyway. Yeah, thank what you. Is not, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is equally as dumb was Tom Brenneman's comments tonight during the Reds broadcast. We will visit that in the outro because we're running a little long. And we've got bills to pick. So this is a radio show, <laughs> as you heard, on Fans and Eggs. I love pretending it's live. This has been Hams and Dead baseball talk here we go see you here we go
2: unwritten rules
1: socks are gonna sweep fuck you fuck you you dick fuck you
2: david ross
1: i hope you give ted phillips wife i got a piece simone around her neck see you next segment hams and bread hams and bread hams and bread hams and bread
0: zero dykes yes yes zero dykes yes Come on. go zero dyke. push the ball push the ball
1: hams and bread
0: go yeah. yes go kick it in hams and bread let's go
1: Welcome to America's Favorite Gambling Segment, Hams and Bread, and we have a special surprise this week that we'll talk about in a minute. But first, I want to ask Dan Doinks about a very controversial Twitter thread that we found ourselves on this past weekend with a gambling expert in Chicagoland.
2: Yeah, if you uh, are curious of maybe a personal account of one of ours, you could follow this thread and figure out that puzzle because you and i for some reason were we having too many hams i think crack that one open speaking of which
3: oh, yes God,
2: again. nice uh, yeah nice. i
1: think so i i definitely had i was slapping a little bit i don't know about you
2: so we were passing gifts back and forth of trolls and then it, things just got a little out of hand and i may have created a well let's say it what's how many gifts do we throw back and forth probably five a piece yeah. in a matter of like 20 minutes coping we'd get Joe Ostrowski's attention I don't even remember what the original tweet was to be honest with you he's making and, fun of
1: the White Sox and you you called it to my well to oh, Doink's yes. attention you, you that's may right have. I don't know if that was I may have or, or
2: yeah. someone I know may have so it went back and forth for a while, and then I, I maybe decided to make a uh, a meme that with Joe's big smile and dumb face that says "What if we kissed?" in Joe Ostrowski's Twitter <laughs> comments, and that got us blocked by Joe. <laughs> I don't know why that was. What do you think? He just it shook him to see his own face, and yes. it had to be it, right?
1: Yeah, I bet he's nervous that that's like a thing out there now, which. It's not yet, but it's absolutely going to be. It is going to be abso- a hot meme.
2: All right, I'm, I'm just I'm just spitballing here, but do you yeah. think that meme deserves its own Twitter account?
1: Oh, now kissing and Joe
2: Ostrowski's t- Twitter comments.
1: <laughs> now we are talking. <laughs> Where Would we he just report that he'd probably report that account, but who cares? Well, doesn't matter. We'll
2: find out. Well, we will find out. Uh yeah, that was pretty pretty soft by him, but you know what? I kind of get it. And I, at first I thought, you know, I kind of I'll miss his bitching about not being able to gamble on golf on betrivers.gov or whatever it is. <laughs> and then I thought, I'm not getting. I'm not going to miss him at all. At all. So, you know what, Joe? I hope you live a happy life. Maybe I'll see how you're progressing on your peloton workouts
1: <laughs> and taking a look at you today on uh some other gambling twitter handle you need to work a lot harder buddy you're a lot huger than i was expecting <laughs> no offense no offense
2: uh none taken by me Ooh, socks math is on right now you a socks math guy
1: I've, I've never slid my answer in quickly enough so not really no Okay. I'm not that coach. Smart. I'm, I'm coach.
2: Done. Cuse is a big socks math guy. I'll see him sneaking it in every uh, once in a while. And ooh. I just always answer with 69.
1: Yes, absolutely. Speaking of 69, everybody's going to want to do that after witnessing this segment within a segment that we have coming up here in a minute on hams and bread. Everybody in America now knows Rick Fieldsman. They know him as a gambling sharp. They know him as a gentleman, a fantastic journalist, a big Bears fan, but he's, he's still neutral because he's a sports journalist, right? I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a good man, but he finally is coming around, and he's going to spread the wealth. Share the wealth? Spread the wealth? Hard to say. And we are going to have, coming up here in a second, what we're calling hams and spreads, which is part of hams and bread. Dan, are you excited to hear what Rick has to say?
2: I can't wait. I mean, it's not shocking it took this long to get something out of Rick. Uh, I would also classify him as a complicated masturbator as well due to the lack of thumbs. So uh, I'm happy that he finally gave us some beef here and can't wait to hear it.
1: Without further ado, here is the first ever Hams and Spreads. Take it
3: away, Rick.
0: Spread them. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads.
3: Rick Fieldsman. Hands and hands and hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Ham's and spreads.
2: Our buddy Rick Fieldsman.
3: Hams and spreads. Hams and spreads. Ham's and spreads. Hands and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman.
0: My dad. Hams and spreads. Featuring me, Rick Fieldsman. Hey fellow doinkers and welcome to the inaugural and potentially final episode of Hams and Spreads. A white hot segment where me, Rick Fieldsman, Bears beat reporter, British royalty enthusiast, East Chicago resident... And part-time Victory Auto Records employee provides you with winners and only winners so you can collect all the free monies available. Now, I know what you're thinking. But Ricky Fields, what makes you qualified to provide us with so many winners? And that's a stupid question. My betting specialty is Premier League corner kicks and point totals and quarters for NBA games. But I spread my bets far beyond my comfort zone. You want numbers? I have successfully turned $3,600 in bets into $3,500 in wins over the past two months, and that is the kind of performance that I can guarantee for you. And if you're not sure how to place bets, Ricky Fields is here to break all that down for all of our great listeners in the state of Illinois. First, jump right over to betrivers.com. Type in promo code RickFieldsman, all one word. You will get an error that says that promo code is not valid. You then type in promo code 250Match and they will match your deposit for some guaranteed free monies. By the way, Bet Rivers, not a sponsor yet, but this is a free life hack for you doinkers. Okay, baby, let's get started with printing monies. Here's the first pick Hams and Spreads, episode one, pick one. All right, it's all kicking off Thursday night, August 20th, 8 10 p.m. We have game two. In some round of the NBA playoffs, where Clyde Drexler's alma mater, the Portland Trailblazers are facing off against Frenchman LeBron James and the LA Lakers. According to Bet Rivers, the last matchup between these teams was January 31st, 2020. And since this is game two of the round, I'm going to go ahead and assume no one is updating the Bet Rivers website. Well, Rick digs deep into the stats for his fellow doinkers. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Portland is going to win this game. Why? Roster review. Sure, the Lakers have a player named Kyle Kuzma, which is a cool name and he is number zero, but guess what? He had no assists last game. And assists win basketball games. Who do the Blazers have? A guy named Gary. Gary Trent Jr. to be exact. He played 31 minutes. Now, I'm not sure if basketball is 12-minute quarters or 15-minute quarters, but either way, Gary is looking to increase his playing time, increase his productivity, and build upon his five points scored in Game 1. The Lakers are giving six and a half points, so I am going with Portland, I am taking the points, and I am heading into the weekend with a chip on my broad shoulders. You are welcome. What do we have next? Hands and spreads, episode one, kick down. Next up, we have an exciting one, and jumping right across the pond to the Europa League, which appears to be soccer. On Friday afternoon, August 21st, 2pm, we have the chilling matchup of Sevilla versus Inter Milan. I did some research on betrivers.com, and the last head-to-head matchup was August 8th, 2008, in what the European soccer community call a friendly, and the score was 0-0. Zero to zero. Well, these teams have been thirsty for blood the past 12 years since that lackluster of a performance. I wouldn't be Rick Fieldsman if I didn't get gross into the details. And Sevilla has a player who only goes by the name of Suso. His real name is Jesus Joaquin Fernandez Sanz del Tor. In the five matches of the Europa League, he has one goal. In the last 17 matches of the La Liga, he has one goal. And in the betting circles, we would say that Suso is due. The over-under on this matchup is 2.5 goals, and I am riding the over. Suso is my click to pick, and this is an easy one to start the weekend off right. Run to the next one! Gams and spreads, episode one, pick three, printing money's pick of the week. Printing money's pick of the week is brought to you by Ameristar Casino East Chicago. Masks are required unless you are eating, drinking, or smoking at a slot machine. Ameristar Casino, East Chicago. Put a bag over your head and step right in. For my final pick, we are going across the pond and then across another pond to the Commonwealth of Australia, where they play a game by the very creative name of Australian Rules Football. Now, I would consider myself an AFL expert, as I have watched no fewer than two games and no more than two games. But let me break the rules down for you. First, the inseam of the shorts has to be less than three inches. The T.I.M. organization mandates this. Two, you kick the ball forward for a teammate to catch the ball. Every time this happens, dead ball. It's ridiculous. Oh, there are also 36 players on the field at any one time. Finally, kick the ball through the uprights and you score. The middle uprights are six points. The outside uprights, one point. Here is what I found out. There are a decent number of points scored, but the total points is never, never over 110 points. That is a fact. So I'm perusing the lines when what do my wondering eyes should appear was the Western Bulldogs versus the Melbourne Demons. This matchup is played on August 21st, 1045 p.m. start time, maybe on ESPN Plus, who is not a sponsor, so maybe not. Check your local listings. But the over-under is 132.5 points. But Rick, this has to be a mistake. No, this is Arbitrage City and I'm the mayor and I am absolutely humping the under you will see some doinks off those uprights. So free up some units, slide right into those demons versus bulldogs lines, hump the under and print some monies. And that does it for the inaugural and potentially final episode of hams and spreads. I haven't worked this hard in years. I'm gonna send it back to the doinks boys. Have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest
1: and first, segment within a segment, Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman.
3: Rick Fieldsman is the smartest person in the Rick Fieldsman can make you a lot of money.
1: Wow. Those were three unbelievable picks. I didn't know where he was going. Ah, this Rick Fieldsman guy, I think he has a future in the podcast business.
2: They were They seemed very well thought out, like he spent some quality time Thinking through these picks that he has gifted all of us, and we really appreciate it, Rick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think America appreciates it. We at Zero Dogs definitely appreciate it, Rick. Thank you for being a huge part of Hams and Bread this week, and I think this could be a recurring segment within a segment. We appreciate it. We love you, even though you don't have thumbs and you're kind of a dick.
2: Yes. See you soon, Richard.
1: See you next segment. If you ever wanted to follow us, do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a-slapping, don't come a-slapping. If the hams are a-slapping, don't come a-slapping. At Zero Doinks. Weirdest Big Ten Minute, and I love it so much. <laughs> big Ten Minute. A bunch of
2: fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini, and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm like pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know.
1: Ooh, two big 10 minutes in consecutive episodes. That could either mean incredibly good news like last time when Io and Kofi announced their return to Illini basketball, or it could mean bad news when the Big Ten football season hath been canceled. Hath been. I think it said that in the good book. Dan Doinks, (laughs) you're a Gophers fan. The audience knows this. I'm an Illini fan. The audience ignores that. You guys are supposed to be amazing in football, I feel horrible for you, and I want to hear your words. Take it from here.
2: Thank you so much, Bill, for respecting my privacy up until this point. It was going to be, I think, a good year for for football. Our top receiver opted out, though, well before all of this, so that was a problem. The offense was going could be a little rough, but... P.J. was going to row that boat all the way to the national championship, which was going to be in Pasadena. I have no idea, actually. Um, Yeah, it was a sad day, like kind of a cock tease of the schedule release and then the cancellation. I guess we shouldn't call it cancellation, right? The postponement because it's being pushed to the spring, technically. So, um yeah, sad, disappointing, but I get it. I think our our feelings on COVID are pretty well known at this point. The the aftermath of the cancellation and how different schools have reacted to it have been fascinating. I've been I've been bummed, but I've been more interested in how Nebraska, Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State have handled all this. I don't know if you have any thoughts. I definitely have thoughts, but I need to hear yours first.
1: Yeah, so first of all, I think we we as the Big Ten, I'm just going to speak for the Big Ten schools that have been in this forever, basically, representing Illinois, Minnesota, and others. Nebraska, yep. get the fuck out. I want you <laughs> yeah. out of the Big Ten. That's that's how I feel about you right now. Fuck you. Scott Frost, like see me after ass. class
2: <laughs> yeah that Did was actually either. how great was that when nebraska's like well we're gonna go play football in the big 12 and the big 10's like uh go for it you're out and they're like oh okay we're sorry we didn't mean it we're so sorry and is there is there anything one more delusional than a nebraska football fan like the when was the last time they were good
1: it's been a while it's been 80s, longer than 90 maybe that we're good
2: yeah, yeah that's right I would say the Illini in the last twenty years have been just as successful, if not more, than Nebraska football.
1: They've been, they've had higher highs. They have also had lower lows. Illinois football. So I'm not going to brag about that. But fuck you, Nebraska. And you know what? Let's let's put Iowa on that same level too. Without the Big Ten, Iowa is a bunch of corn cob ass munching assholes, right? Aren't they? Yeah. Like, don't fuck over the Big Ten, Iowa, because you will find yourself on the side of the road eating Steve Alford's leftover wife <laughs> vagina. Well, what do you? What do you playing think? Mad Libs.
2: Well, all right. Why, why do you think they would fuck over the Big Ten?
1: They wouldn't, but I think they're are they on that same? Maybe they're not i not a big research guy are they part of that like six team like let's just all play each other during the fall situation or is iowa not part of it i think I
2: they might are. be I think off. no okay. i think you're right
1: so but that's not that, that, that so i don't that's think how.
2: that's i don't think that's even real though right i think that's just no. twitter gossip or gossip twitter gossip mm. here's here's the thing with iowa and this was the the parents of a player i was going to look it up and then i decided i don't give a shit the parents of a player who drove to rosemont to hand deliver a note to demand that they know more about why the big 10 canceled the season are you fucking kidding me like what what more do you need to know are are you just fully admitting that you think covid's fake that this is not real that you're like, I demand to know what the doctor said. Now, look at it from the Big Ten's perspective. The doctors – actually, did you see the Big Ten came out with a statement today?
1: No. They were just so, I was going to ask you, because yeah. Illinois did – Illinois parents of players, did they threatened to do something similar. Like, did you – it wasn't really like a doctor thing. It was, yeah. okay – Somebody says that the president's had a vote on it. Some didn't like they want to know about that. They they understand that COVID is not a hoax. I cannot speak for Iowa, but I feel like the Illinois <laughs> parents are like, just let us know if you had a vote or not. And if you did and it was and, and you guys actually voted no, then cool. We're fine with it. Where I don't know how, what the Iowa parents are saying or the, I don't know. You tell me, Dan. Inform me.
2: (laughs) So I think the, the idea, not the Illinois side of it, but the idea with, I think Ohio State was in the mix, Michigan, it was, tell us how you came to this decision, okay? And I thought that was pretty clear that this vote to continue on or not was between, the presidents of these universities and the chancellors. Oh, what's a fuck. What's a chancellor? Is that like a dean of students? What
1: is that? Mm.
2: I hear that, but I don't know what that means. Game. Do you know what that means? Mm. I, have, I went to so Catholic like,
1: high school. There's might have <laughs> been one there. I don't know.
2: So, so the the vote was with these presidents of the school, the 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 fucking people who run the the campuses. It wasn't the athletic directors. And you said, "Hey, should we have football?" And I think it was like almost, almost unanimously, no, don't have football in the fall. So that was the question, though.
1: Yeah. So that I think that's where it was confused. That's where the Big Ten is fucked up, though. Where that, if that in fact happened, clear as day. But the Big Ten, but there's been rumors, whatever the fuck that means. That there was no like formal vote, that it was like a collaborative talk. I think the Penn State president, I don't know if the Penn State president or it was the AD, said that they, their understanding was there wasn't an actual vote. So I think that's where the Big Ten has, and maybe that's where they came out okay. today it was something that I missed.
2: So what if what if it was, what's his name, Ware? Kevin Ware? No, not Kevin Warren? Ware. Warren. Is, it, is Kevin Ware the guy who broke his leg for Louisville? Do I have that right? Do you remember no. that guy?
1: I think it was definitely aware. Yeah. Um, Kevin Warren, I believe. Right. Warren. Warren?
2: Sorry. Yeah. yeah. If he's the one, let's say he's the one who just said, yeah, we can't do this. Like we just can't do this. Okay. So would they have been satisfied with that? He's like, I met with medical experts and that's, this is too much of a uh, liability and a risk to our student athletes. Like, is that, is that not okay? Like it literally right. I don't think right. anything they could say they could and then what they came out with today is like the increase in, in uh cases in this country, the lack of information on how to contain this virus and how it's transmitted is a bigger risk and needs and like we can't continue on with <laughs> with false sports. Like it's just yeah. You either like if you're not accepting of it, are you just saying that it's not your kids are not at risk? I don't understand, yes, you can be disappointed, but what more what do you want to hear? I don't think there's anything the Big Ten could say that would satisfy these parents or these students. I think the hashtag going around is we want to play. It's not like we have to play. It's like, right. yeah, of course, I want to fucking be at a bears game. Is that is that going to happen? No, it's not going to happen because you know what you fucks in the south you wouldn't wear a fucking mask because you claim this was a hoax, so you ruined it for everybody. So good luck on you SEC country and you, you're playing football. I'll believe it when I fucking see it because their schools now canceling. They're just they're canceling classes. Right, Michigan State shut down, North Carolina shut down, Notre Dame. Notre Dame canceled practice this week while they reassess. You. You, so you
1: teased that earlier. I didn't I missed yeah. it. So that's interesting. Yeah. So
2: I don't understand these parents who just blatantly Yeah, it it it's a fucking bummer. It is a bummer. But don't do you not care about your kids' safety at all? These kids are going back to campus and they're just blowing COVID all over each other's cocks. Like it's just <laughs> You expect these college kids? Have you seen the videos? Like, I, oh, I, God. like, it's amazing. I went to, you know, I, 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 Illinois, Illinois State, I've seen videos, and that's just a podunk fucking college in the middle of nowhere, and there's just packed parties everywhere. They've been in school like a week, two weeks. Like Michigan State, I think, has had, or no, it was Notre Dame, had like 200 some coronavirus uh, positives come back. And I see the Iowa bullshit. It's like, oh, let's take the, the, the population. It's only 1% of the population of Iowa that has COVID. It's like, you know what it should be? Fucking zero. It should be fucking zero. So these parents shut the fuck up. Maybe just for once be like, ah, I love football. It's good for my kid. Maybe we can wait till the spring. Let's just figure it out. Yeah. I don't know.
1: What do you, what do you think of um, – do you see Jeff Brahms, uh, the Purdue coach? Do you see his proposal for spring football, or did you not catch that?
2: I did not, but I – yeah, no. I'll, I had a thought, but I'm just going to uh. keep it to myself. I feel yeah. like he's cater. I, I, from what I could tell from where he was dispersing and he was catering to a certain Indiana crowd. I mean, I think this is like a – po- I think it is <laughs> – Maybe not you, Phil. Uh, I think this is, a, it's it's all rolled into one, right? It's a, it's a, Is it a hoax? Is it a political thing? Is it a different uh, comfort level with the virus, whatever it is? But I'm willing to bet that, like, Nick Saban knows this isn't happening, but he's not saying it because he just doesn't want to, he's, he's catering to his fan base. I think Jeff, I got the sense Jeff Brom's doing the same thing.
1: That could very well be true, uh, Jeff Brom, former assistant at University of Illinois. Thanks, Jeff. Can't remember. Was it under Tim Beckman? It might have been. Oof, that's a <laughs> weird choice.
2: Weird choice. Uh, nice the Brahm Squad. Who, I do enjoy. Bra- I know some Purdue <laughs> yeah. guys of the, the Brom Squad, which I love. I love that.
1: Yeah. No, they're they're actually he, I think he's a pretty good coach. Not relevant to this conversation. I would say that um, Minnesota and Illinois coaching staffs, at least from the head down, PJ and Lovey, very reasonable and level-headed. They're very much like, you know, we're just rolling with it. Well, let us know what you want us to do, basically. As opposed, I would to agree. Like, Everybody else, it feels like James Franklin is you know in between rape case cases probably from Vanderbilt. <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> he's very outspoken and and I understand. I can't even think of the guy last name Day, right? Ohio State coach
2: Brian Day. I yeah, yeah. he's
1: got to be fired up. Like he publicly has to be fired up. He has no choice yeah. basically. Right? I don't know what he actually thinks, but but I think mm-hmm. I think our guys good good for us, good for the Gophers, good for the Illini.
2: I agree. I think it's um, – I was trying to sift through PJ quotes today to see if I missed something. And you're right. It's very level-headed. Like, this is – It's it, just like I'm saying, it's fucking disappointing. But it is what it, – it's like the world we live in. He's like, yeah. we're just going to carry on and practice and do what we can to be ready for whenever that the time comes.
1: Let me ask you this, though. What do you think – PJ Fleck does during all of this off time that he's going to find himself having. Like what what do you think PJ is going to do?
2: Well, he's definitely rowing the boat. Uh that's a great question. I hope he just gets fat as shit. Just gets real fucking fat. Just I'd love to see a tubby ass PJ Fleck trying to sprint out in that field in mid-March in Minneapolis that would be beautiful you know PJ's had to deal with I shouldn't say deal with but you know the proximity being in Minneapolis and having to answer questions related to social justice and George Floyd as well it's that's like I feel like that's um, you know those are a, a balance he's had to between that and the COVID stuff it's been a tough year for him and it and I think it's uh, I think he's He's handled it fairly well. Uh, I, I feel like I see some uh, angst from ex-players on Twitter and stuff that he's not doing more for the social justice side. So I almost get a sense that he's try, he maybe is trying to focus on that, that this whatever happens with the Big Ten season is just something he has to roll with. So I don't know. Spring football would be... Sweet as well. Could you imagine? I I don't see that either. Do you? you, Are you optimistic that spring football is going to happen?
1: I don't know that I'm optimistic about it, but I could see it. Like, you know, we're talking briefly about the Jeff Brom plan, which would be weird if like everybody said, yeah, Jeff Brom's a genius. This is the right thing. I know Urban Meyer said it cannot happen. Urban Meyer's wrong based off if like, if you just look at math, which urban Meyer doesn't, I'm sure (laughs) he doesn't know how to count. So like, it could happen if like, I'm not saying you could do a full 12 game season with playoffs and bowl games for both the spring and the fall. That's probably not realistic, but there is enough off time. You can give these guys to realistically have it happen. I think the main question would be a, where the fuck are we? Obviously with, with the virus that goes without saying, but b Will the NFL cooperate when it comes to the NFL draft? Will they actually like acquiesce to anybody else but themselves and push back the April draft? If they do, I think spring football could actually happen and not everybody, mm-hmm. not all juniors and seniors would opt out. They would be draft eligible. Yeah, so it's to be determined. I think it I think it could happen um but i do also think that the sec acc and big 12 have to pack it up at some point yeah, for that to right. be realistic and right. i don't i don't know if that's going to happen i don't know it's too early to say
2: how cool would it be if the if the nfl said if there was an overlap if like uh trevor lawrence got drafted by the bears and he still has like 5 games to play hmm. in college how fucking cool would that be? I mean, guys would probably opt out. Like, I know that's not realistic, but just imagine a world where well, Trevor I Lawrence is like, I'll sign it. Like, I got drafted. I'm going to sign a contract with the Bears. Like, could you imagine us, oh like, blocking into Clemson football games? As Yes. I could. I mean, How that, fucking sweet would that be?
1: They do that in baseball. Not that baseball is football, yeah. obviously, but right. but they do. Like, the college... World Series, it's always like, you know, here's here's an Oregon State beaver that is also a white size. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it could happen. You would just have to suspend disbelief about amateurism. Like that's a big part of it too. If if right. if they were allowed to unionize, there would be a college football season going on right now. So you can all thank all you Northwestern fucks can thank Pat Fitzgerald. <laughs> For college football not happening too, that is a factor. That is a real factor because these guys cannot collectively bargain their rights in right. in any regard. So, a oh, fuck you, Pat Fitzgerald.
2: Well, uh, here's the other thing. What I think you initially put this in my head. What is the NCAA's role? Like, why? What purpose do they serve at this point? If they have no control over telling the the entire sport or fall sports what they can and can't do when they can play the conferences have the uh you know they have the final say in what happens but they can hand down punishments for players and who's getting paid it's like literally what purpose do they serve so i mean they're like the they're like the manager of uh, that you work at at work, who wants to take all the credit? But when the heat's on, they they're nowhere to be found, right? Yes. So we may know someone like that in our world as well. <laughs> Whoops, uh, oh. <laughs> but it's 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 amazing that they it feels like they have no say in any of this, and it's just leaving it up to the conferences to figure it out and kill themselves, and parents, and coaches, ads are all fucking fighting each other and it's it's a fucking shame and i wouldn't blame it like the big 10 or the SEC being like fuck you ncaa we're doing our own thing like so moving forward is,
1: yes that if there's positive to uh, come out of this i think that's it like what is the point of the ncaa like, Right. it's apparently they have more power with college basketball oddly enough i don't know if it has to do with the tournament specifically right. or not but that doesn't make sense like why no. Why would it be basketball and not football? Like you said, they can the NCAA decides like with transfer rules who's eligible right. and who's not in football. Why why would they hold that power if they're not gonna wield it now? Right. When you can bring at least the power five conferences together and say, here's what's allowable, here's what's not. It's very disappointing. It's not surprising that the NCAA is so limp. Nick Foles. Um <laughs> Is he limp? I don't know. I... Not when he injures his palm. Whoops. Um, so, no, it's it It all sucks. But, yes, I my assumption is there will be no college football this fall, in, including conferences outside of the Big Ten. My hope, and not necessarily assumption, but my hope definitely is that we're at a better place in January, February, or March for college football and that – Pro football, you know, pro football, how old am I? NFL kicks back (laughs) their draft to May, June, July, whatever. What the fuck's the difference at that point? Have it in June and, and you know, sign the rookies before uh, training camp in July or August. So, um, I don't know. I love Illini football. I'm one of like 10 people that can say that out loud. (laughs) And... I miss them already. I do. I think they were supposed to be pretty good this year. But to me, my pain, it, it would be with basketball with Illinois. So I feel like I felt really bad for you personally as a Gopher fan where your team is way on the uh, on the come, as it were. So I'm sorry, man. I just well, want to give you a hug.
2: I appreciate that, but... I got to be honest, I was feeling less optimistic about Gopher football as it pertains to who they've lost this past year, so um, yeah, it sucks, it sucks, but this is a Bears podcast and I'm all Bears, I want more Bears wins, Bears, Bears, Bears,
1: Bears, Bears, bears. NFL's happening so Big Ten can go fuck themselves even though they probably (laughs) made the right decision, no doubt about it, there's really no probably about it. This has been the Big Ten Minute that has lasted 22 minutes. (laughs) See you next segment. The final segment, the outro. We've got a lot to talk about there, too.
2: Grow up, Iowa.
3: I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I want to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck, for the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am and uh, never has been. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that uh, that could back that up. I am very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness.
2: (laughs) We're wrapping this shit up. It's August 19th as we're recording this. August 20th to be released. Thank you so much, Bill, for all of your editing. (sighs) Hams. Thank you, Hams, for sponsoring all of our shows, and we hope we don't embarrass you. But if we do, sorry, not sorry. All right, so... Tom Brenneman or Thom Brenneman, whoa, did he have a rough evening? Hot Mike City, but I'm guessing he says a lot of vulgar stuff with cold mics. What's the opposite of a hot mic? It'd be a cold mic, right? Okay. Oh, so you, fuck that guy. He's been he's been smacked before. He's gonna get smacked again right off the air. His career's gotta be over. What do you think, Bill?
1: Yeah, it sounded like it with his apology that we, you know, uh, a little behind the scenes here at Zero Doings are on like 14 different text threads and half of them are talking about Thom Brenneman's big time error with that not so cold mic where he, uh, he said a slur about the gay community and then apologized meekly. I would describe it as a meek apology that you yep. heard coming into this segment because we absolutely are barring that that audio (laughs) um not great not surprising though part of the part of the smack from season one of thom Brenneman was he seemed like a like a pretend holier than uh, not a pretend holier than thou, a an actual holier than thou type of guy where just a dick an absolute dick that well, this isn't this isn't who I am. I'm. What do you say? I'm a man of faith during yeah, his uh, the apology. Yeah, That's gross. Get out of here. Stop it. Don't use that as a shield, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of religious people that would not say these things. I'm sure a lot of like, eh, should I say? Is that accurate? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. So I shouldn't. I shouldn't speak for <laughs> these people. I don't know. I'm confused. Oh yeah, I'm, it's all good. Fuck you, thumb.
2: But you you and I were talking about this off air If he said that If he felt comfortable enough to say that While he was at fucking work In any fashion What does he say at home What does he say amongst his friends So uh, I think you I saw you know I, I think we've seen these jokes like He's gonna now be like Oh I got cancelled Cancel culture and shit Like just don't be an asshole don't be a gross asshole and say that, uh, you know, when you're wearing a microphone. Then why would you ever say that, period? I couldn't. I would never say that. That's horrible. So fuck you, Thom. Burn in hell, you religious asshole. Don't buying it. You're hiding behind your religion if that's what you're doing it, but you're still an asshole, you cunt.
1: You are a cunt. And Tim Tebow can't save you, you bitch. He can't save you, okay? He's dropping fly balls and in uh their, the New York Mets version of Schomburg.
2: Is he still doing it? Is he I don't like know. on the taxi squad? I, he can't I be, right? So, he stinks.
4: Right? I don't
1: know. I don't <laughs> know. Guess.
2: Are you in or out on Tebow? What what's your what's your feelings mm, on him?
1: Like it, the whole thing annoyed me when he was at Florida and then did his thing with the Broncos but to me it wasn't really him it was more like the people licking his nuts yeah so I didn't really hold it against him personally he doesn't seem like a bad guy I don't think unless I've missed something from him I don't know i
2: yeah I feel like he unfairly gets shit from people because they hate that he's like so good like he's cheesy Mm -hmm. he's a cheesy dude but I think he's genuinely seems like a good guy yeah I I never, I never understood the hate for Tebow and I love to shit on people like that, but I think he's, I think he's a good dude. He was an awesome college football player, awesome college football player, but yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Good for Tebow. Because
1: of people like, people like that, like that licked his, his undercarriage, his nuts and his shaft. Like that's <laughs> that's what I held against Tebow. Not fair. Should have yeah. held it against Tham. That's fair. So that's fuck fair. that guy. But let's let's not um, you know let this outro go by without me asking you a similar question from season two, episode eleven. Did you eat gummies or smoke weed and watch the UFO episode of <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries? I need to know. As does America. <laughs>
2: Well, uh I hate to disappoint you. I did not I still have not seen the UFO episode, but maybe I could maybe I could help you out here with with a different scenario. Okay. Um as you you know, and I don't know if I mentioned this previously, I traveled to a state that uh is next to our wonderful state of Illinois. It maybe rhymes with Schmish sh- Missouri. <laughs> I won't tell you which one, but I went. We went on a little trip, a little friends trip to Shimshuri, and I may have gotten a wee bit too high one night. And I had, I was unable. I was glued to a chair, like a recliner, and I wasn't in control of the TV. But I watched the entire uh, movie, Sex in the City Two. I don't know if you're familiar. I was not. I had a lot of questions, which got me in trouble, but I was unable to remove myself from the chair, and all I remember is uh, Carrie should not have kissed Aiden when they were overseas. Um, So, But in that moment, I thought, I really wish this was the UFO show, so I apologize, I haven't gotten there. But did get to watch the entire Sex in the City 2 movie back in fucking... I feel like they have a slogan for it. Ladies be fucking... Sucking and fucking again. Which sex in the city chick are you? Are you a carry? Uh
1: I don't think so. I think I'm uh a manza? No, that's that's selling sunset on Netflix. Are you um Did you say a manza? Yeah you yeah. just made that up. No, did I do not watch Selling Sunset on on the aforementioned Netflix?
2: I've never heard of this show. What is that?
1: It is a small real estate brokerage in West Hollywood that sells a lot of high end property. But it's is basically it, real. House is it real wise. or is it
2: fake? It's real. Well, oh, I mean, okay. I mean, okay.
1: I'm like sure a, most of it's fake.
2: Okay, all right. I'm more of a Samantha guy myself. In case you're wondering,
1: <laughs> have you ever seen Sex in the City one movie?
2: No. Nope. So
1: is that why is that why you had so many questions with Sex in the City too?
2: Correct. I've seen a decent amount of the show itself. Like I know the show. I guess I don't know why. I don't remember like being like, oh, it's Thursday night. When was it on? I don't know. Sunday night. It was probably a Sunday night show. Oh, it's Sunday night. I gotta watch Mr. Big throw it into Carrie. Um, but so I had some questions like, but it was very annoying to the other ladies I was watching, but I just couldn't move from the chair. I just literally could not move from the chair. It felt like it was sewn to my back. So, um, I, I asked a lot of questions. I don't know that I got many answers, but I apologize to you and anyone that cares. I've not seen the UFO episode yet, but I'm still trying to balance my level of how high I should or should not get as it pertains to entertainment because I was messed up okay I was also really drunk too before that so Mm -hmm. I don't think that helped I'll fully admit I'm an amateur with this shit still so um but watching sex in the city too while high in Shmashuri would not recommend
1: To me, that that all sounds great. um Have you watched? We're now two episodes into Hard Knocks. I've watched episode one. Have you watched episode one and or two?
2: Just one, just one.
1: Okay. What are your thoughts? thoughts? You go go first. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Poke, poke. You owe me a coke. (laughs) My thoughts are: I I like that it's both Rams and Chargers. I think that's a good idea. I wasn't sure about it until I saw it. I think it works my thoughts are Sean McVay at least episode 1 real sloppy with the covid put a mask on like he's <laughs> he's talking to his team saying the importance of you know being responsible and everything and he's got a guy right in front of him i don't know who it is i assume it's Jared Goff and he's basically just like throwing saliva in this guy's nose and mouth where i feel like the chargers Seem to have taken it more seriously. They've distanced better, maybe because their head coach has uh, had the disease, right? And also, I'm blanking on his name. I apologize. Uh, Chargers coach, do you remember? Anthony Lynn. Thank you. Much more interesting than I ever thought. I, I enjoyed him, episode one. I thought. I thought he had no I thought he had lovey smith's personality but he 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 seems like a great dude also love the fact they had so many grills at their facility like I I was so hungry I wanted to eat chicken I wanted to eat ribs I wanted to eat all of the food after episode 1 what are your thoughts Dan
2: well, let me correct you on the grill part. I assume Shit. that was I assume that was at his actual home, like oh, he lives in like a condo building. Impressive. Okay, I think th- I think that's what it was. I don't think because they're not living at the facility. Because I think he was with his wife, right? Okay, all right. Uh, so sorry, I didn't mean to correct you there. Jack. Um, I I agree, <laughs> I agree with you. Anthony Lynn seemed like a good dude. Like I generally like the guy a lot more. After seeing that, it's similar, I just didn't, I didn't know anything about him. Right, uh, McVeigh. Uh, <laughs> I felt like his scene where he was at home with his fiancee super awkward. Yes. Like she definitely got really dressed up for the cameras to come there. It was like not natural at all. It was, it was like if you had shown up to like a coworker's house that you don't know very well. And it was just the awkward, like you want some white wine, and let's sit around and talk about where we grew up. It was very strange, and it was it felt that way when sh- I felt like Sean McVay like, you want to go see me shoot hoops with my dogs in the pool? <laughs> it was like <laughs> this is getting weird. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was she looked like wh- girls you would meet in L.A. Right? Yeah. Is that mean to say yes. like, no, no, it is no. mean it's to very, say, okay, no, no, no. I know. I, yeah. I,
1: <laughs> I think it's, it's legal. It's normal. That's basically what selling sunset's all about. Not to, I have no, okay. I have no skin <laughs> in that game. I, I, I got to watch
2: this show, you but I, I think head. I, I like McVeigh. Um, you're right. But in comparison to the bears, fake hard knocks, like it was kicked up. Both camps were kicked up so many notches, McVeigh's more so than like that's when I watch Hard Knocks and then I watch like the Bears one and I was like we are fucked like it is so I keep saying it, it's low T it's low T time at Hallis Hall it just seemed so s- serious and somber and they got the the microphones everyone's wearing a headset like a gamer's headset with a microphone sticking out of the, it's like oh so I, I, yeah, I like it. I feel for these guys with all the COVID tests. Like that was pretty funny to watch them like cringe at getting mm-hmm. these tests.
1: That's true. Is part of the low T for the Bears that you allude to? Because I I do agree it seemed it seemed weak. Is part of it the lack of a personality of Bill Lazor? Because I'm a little concerned. Like he he put me to sleep when he was he was telling Nagy some story yeah and it was terrible honest to god, yeah. I think I passed out on my keyboard,
2: <laughs> but that felt that story felt like the closest hard knocks type of moment there was, like two coaches just shooting the shit, and it definitely fell flat like it just was it was lame as shit, so yes i that definitely is a part of the low t feeling. Yeah. I, uh, it was, it's the hard knocks thing is weird. It's just weird. I liked, I'm with you. I was skeptical of the two teams, but I think it would be really awful if to have just one team with the COVID shit, it would be terrible.
1: Dull. Yeah. It would be. And it's cool actually seeing like, you know, two teams, obviously in close proximity that are, they seem to be handling it differently with the same protocols. It's just, it's just different i liked it do you watch this with jordan doinks or no 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 i watch it with kristen Doinks. she's been into it uh not every season but most seasons and she's never been into it more must be a big disease woman (laughs) (laughs) not personally but into the the whole thing right it's it's i don't know it was intriguing to her more than i i was very surprised
2: yeah um, I and honestly going into it, I thought like w- it felt very heavy and the testing and COVID and social distancing thing. And I thought I'd get bored with it pretty quickly. And I, it, it they, they did a good job of keeping it interesting, which was the exact opposite of the bears. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, true. but, but I also, f- I don't fault the bears cause I felt like I had seen all this already with yeah, hard right, knocks. Right. So it wasn't totally on them, but it, uh, it. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I haven't seen the second episode. It's weird to see them out there without pads on. um, And just, I'm sure they feel the same way. They're Like, we should be getting the shit kicked out. We should be kicking the shit out of each other right now. Right. So, um, I'll be interested to see how it goes with the pads on. But Aaron Donald, like, that dude seems so low-key and just doesn't seem so, like, overwhelming when you see him in person like he's just a short stocky dude and that guy is the best defensive lineman in the league is it always blows me away but
1: no it's true um completely off subject here to close out this hopefully good episode of zero dunks follow us at zero dunks everywhere you can um new show on hbo that i finished the first season of I, i believe the season one just wrapped up Perry Mason. Have you watched this? Do you know anything about it?
2: No. I do kn- okay. I've do. i seen the ads, but I don't. Would recommend?
1: I would highly recommend it for a lot of reasons, not the least of which are John Lithgow is in it.
2: Oh, well, I'm in. It's, yeah, t- say no more. I'm in. I will watch it.
1: He is... He is so Lithgow, and it's incredible. I, I, I wish that he was corresponding with Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. That's my only regret. And um, speaking of which, our fantasy football auction is coming up relatively soon, so that ought to be fun. Are we going to bring yeah. back Bears Fantasy Corner?
2: I feel like we have to bring it back a little bit, like a quick two-minute. Like we do Big Ten minute. I feel like we could maybe we just do a minute of fantasy talk okay that makes sense yeah. right
1: yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you uh anything else for the good of this incredible episode dan doings because i love you
2: <laughs> i love you too bill uh, i think this was a great episode a lot of baseball talk ira was awesome big 10 minute there was a lot of me getting on my soapbox again so i apologize for that a rick came through in the clutch all of it was beautiful I enjoyed the first preseason game for the bears. And I look forward to doing that again. I don't know if anyone will find it as funny as I did, but if you don't go fuck yourself, but no, this has been fun, Bill. Thank you.
1: This has been awesome. Yes. Thank you. Ira in Myrtle beach, South Carolina for representing SC. We are now three States in well, four, including Illinois. So we only need forty six more. Well, we can. We got Bears fans throughout this great land That's of fine. ours. You can follow Ira at underscore bear down loyal. He is fantastic. I we're gonna meet him. We're gonna meet Phil. We're gonna meet Mark. It's gonna be fantastic. I am really enjoying that segment. Even if others aren't, I feel like people would though. It's fantastic. So Agreed. thank you guys for contributing. Uh, Rick again, like you said, thank you Rick Fieldsman for your contributions to Hams and Bread with your segment within a segment hams and spreads it's fantastic thank you for listening in all 50 states and across this wonderful covid laden world of ours thank you so much go bears see you next episode
2: go bears wear a mask
1: thank you hams wear a mask
0: Hands and spreads, hands and spread. Rick Fieldsman and Rick Fieldsman. Hands and spreads! Hands and spreads, hands and spreads!